right. What's going on, everybody? I'm so pumped to be here. I have an awesome, awesome guest on the podcast today. His name is Zal and um, met him over Facebook. But you guys, this guy's energy is just contagious. Like we're on that same level. He has so much knowledge, so much passion towards um, life and and visions and goals and and habits. And that's one of the topics that we're actually going to touch on today is habits. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pass it off to Zal. I'm going to get him to do a training on habits today and um, get him to introduce himself kind of where he's from and then kind of get right into it. So I'm super excited, but Zal, I'm going to let you take it from here. Boom. All right. Oh, first, you know what? Let let me, let me close this curtain because it's messing with me. There you go. Taking away my attention. (laughs) Thank you so much. First, it's such a pleasure to meet you, honestly, Mm -hmm. because, you know, we follow each other's stuff and, and it's just awesome. And we've known each other for a little bit, but I love what you're doing. I love just kind of like your whole story, right? It's so inspirational for for everybody who is in your, um, you know, in your life period, right? Who wants to stay in your life, right? Uh, because we want to make sure we attract the right people to our life. So uh, it's just so inspiring and amazing, and knowing what you went through, you know, several years ago and how it woke you up, and boom. It brought you to today, and obviously you wouldn't have came up, came to today if you didn't what change your habits, right? <laughs> change yeah. your habits, change yeah. your life, and so it is so inspiring. Uh, I think I was telling you about the post that you put today when you were lifting that huge tire, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> that was so awesome. Um, so it was, it was, it it it, it triggered me to to not be lazy because I only did half of my workout. And so I'm like, this is so awesome. Surrounding yourself, which we'll cover, right? Which we'll cover here uh, is is um, is so important, surrounding yourself with those people. And I guess the Facebook al- algorithm understands mm-hmm. that because I liked your post, it's gonna show me your posts mm-hmm. even more. So the big lesson here is follow the right people, comment under the right people so you can get more of them so you can stay motivated and you know, cleanse your Facebook and take out the people that drain your energy. Yep. That's yep. what I did as well. <laughs> and I am surrounded by amazing affirmations daily in my wall. And so equipping your environment for success is so important. Mm-hmm. And this is why um, advertisers use this to their example. Coca-Cola already knows you know Coca-Cola, but they need to show it to you every time. Hey, Zach, you need to get another Coca-Cola. Hello, we're here. What are you doing getting water? Here's a Coca-Cola. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Yeah. So yep. it's so amazing to kind of realize all of that. Anyway, I'm Zal. I'm originally from, <laughs> I'm originally from New York City. I moved to North Carolina a couple of years ago. And it's been awesome, even though I miss New York. God, the energy there is beautiful, but I don't think a lot of people miss New York right now because they have crazy numbers from COVID. So I'm okay in North Carolina for now. Lots of space um, and good opportunities and good weather, which is awesome. And I I currently work for a bank. Uh, My day job is at a bank. Not a banker, but more on the HR side of stuff and communicating with senior leaders, which is awesome. And by night, this is when we all get crazy into the self-development world, right? (laughs) 
we're, we're, we're the weirdos in the self-development. Everybody's watching Netflix and we're like, ooh, this book is fascinating. <laughs> That's so true. Oh my gosh. It's like, what book can I read next? <laughs> Not what show can I watch now? Mm-hmm. And maybe if we're watching a show, it has to be about some sort of eating or, <laughs> you know, like good food. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, when was it? In 2016 is when I, I've always felt self-development when I was in college, even though in college I took accounting for some reason, but I always loved connecting with, with people. And it, it was always deep in my heart until I went to a Tony Robbins event. And I'm like, holy crap, what is going on here? Have, have you been to a Tony Robbins event, by the way, like a live event? Not a live event. I wanted to go to date with destiny, but of course it hasn't happened this year, but God, that guy's energy is just so insane. Um, yeah. Freaking from 10 a.m. to like 1 a.m. on stage. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. So on the live events, I went to one event. Everybody's like jumping and dancing and learning and hugging and crying. And I'm like, what the kind of world these people are living in? Lunatics. And then by the end of the event, I'm like, this is so good. <laughs> And so like after that, I went to um, freaking six, six events of the same event, but I was volunteering. So once you attend an event, you can volunteer, which is pretty sweet. Um, and from there, I became obsessed with habits and changing your life. And I became even more close to um, vision boards because vision boards, I feel like are your signal to a lot of things, your clarity to a lot of things. And obviously to make your vision board work, you need to become so aware of your habits. They are your core. You are you today because of your habits. You don't realize it, but they've been building themselves ever since you were born. Holy crap. You were born with probably some of them, right? And then they just expanded. And as kids, we are sponges basically. Right? We start formulating habits when we are kids and don't even realize it. And then after a certain point, they become automatic, right? Your habits become automatic after a, cer- a certain time. Mm-hmm. And then you grow up and you, you're acting a certain way and they are so automatic that you don't even know where they came from. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> once you start, uh, once you start realizing certain things you're like holy crap like that came from when i was six or or some memories you don't even remember that's the crazy part some memories you don't even remember but you're stuck with the habit uh kayla i don't know if there is let me ask you this kayla is there one habit that followed you from childhood to today is there something you kind of like recall anything um honestly yeah so like in 2020 i went through this like um, kind of growth period where like I obviously had limiting beliefs as everyone does but my life was like so consumed by um, other people and by living it for other people like asking other people if it was okay to do things asking other people if you know um, that was that thing that I was going to do is okay like seeking that outward out- validation instead of that internal validation mm. myself. and I think like that's something that I brought so far from my childhood that, you know, I was finally able to just like let go in 2020 and move into 2021 without that. And it's just, 
it's so much different the way that you live when you're not living for somebody else, right? It's it's so much beautiful when you realize it too. You're like, whoa, you've been here all along, like latching on me. <laughs> you know, we're like, what the f? <laughs> um, somebody's. I was reading this from another book, and they said another definition for habits is garments or clothing. Yeah, and yeah. isn't that so true that our habits latched our body just like this shirt, like this holding you down, right? And you just wear the shirt and you move on with your life. You just see it as a shirt. Mm -hmm. But in the background, this shirt creates a certain feeling within you, creates certain habits within you. You know what I mean? It's like the difference between you wearing a suit and you wearing this shirt, the suit will tell you, oh, I'm set up for success and I should feel successful, where a shirt is like, all right, I'm casual. So yeah. it makes you think about yourself in a certain way. And those are your habits, right? So people might ask, oh my God, like, what do I do? Okay, I got like all these things and it's overwhelming and blah, blah. Notice that like I held my head because when we're overwhelming, it's here, right? So this is the magic. Your overwhelm is like right here. And then it translates, I guess, to everywhere else. And then you feel it here and then here, and then, ah, and then you don't want to get up out of the bed, right? <laughs> but so there's a really neat uh, way to kind of just let this out, which is from the book me and Kayla we were talking about, which is the, uh, the Atomic Habits. Um, there is a neat, a neat way, which is called the Habit Scorecard, I believe. And so with the Habit Scorecard, right? you get to empty your head into paper. So to make it so easy for you, just empty your head into paper. What are my habits? And I'm not talking just about bad habits, right? We wanna see everything because good habits are as overwhelming <laughs> as bad habits. So empty your head into paper and make it easy for yourself. And then from there, ask yourself the question, Two questions actually which habit is serving me mm -hmm. and which habit is not serving me and you got to tell yourself the truth you've got to tell yourself the truth otherwise ugh, <laughs> you know what i mean so i'll i'll be throwing questions at you kayla by the way so we can demonstrate for people so we you know because people love examples obviously right mm -hmm. so what was one habit for you that you felt like it was like oh my god i can't believe this and then boom you made the switch into I guess, a, a good habit. Is there an example that you got on you? Um, I can relate this one back to my fitness journey. Um, one of the habits that I like had was always like overeating at night and like going to bed feeling so, so full. And like, I, I had to like really realize that within myself and, and change it. Like sometimes those habits are hard to just shift and change so you have to like slowly pick away at them and slowly um, change them so I removed some of the foods that I was eating in that time and then I slowly started incorporating water and I, then I slowly started to incorporate meal um because that was like a sweeter drink that I could have at night um mm. but yeah like starting to eliminate slow things at a time before uh, before I got to the point where I was like okay I don't need to eat this stuff at night anymore it doesn't make me feel good anymore you know until you completely remove it this is, that's a really awesome example. Mm -hmm. You built awareness into it and then boom, you know, you eliminated it because you know your truth. Yeah. And out of knowing your truth, 
uh, you completely made that made that shift, which is really, really awesome. So that's the same thing. Put your habits into paper and ask yourself the question. And honestly, like once you stare these bad habits in their face and just simply ask, why do you exist? <laughs> you know, like, where did you come from? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's not going to be an easy question. But your advantage right now is that you actually have it. You know, you got it in front of you. And this is similar. This is what I teach also on vision boards. The reason we get so overwhelmed with our goals is because they're all here. You get six, I think, what was it? I think the statistic was you get 6,000 thoughts a day. 6,000, holy crap. You get 6,000 a day. And these 6,000 thoughts are competing for your attention. Now, if you have goals, your goals are like, come on, they're right here. Come on, you've been thinking about me for 15 damn years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm right here. And so, like, um, they compete for your attention and you don't get to them because you're just so overwhelmed with so many things. So like taking them out into like a vision board, that's when you can see everything, right? Similar, totally, that's that's the habit. Um, every time you're overwhelmed, even with a problem, right? When you're overwhelmed with a problem, writing it out, like it doesn't make it seem as bad anymore, right? Or, or even creating something new like a program, uh, the exercise program, or like the 30 day routine that you're about to do. Like, good luck just going into it, but it just feels good to kind of bring it out. So I stress it out so much just because I've seen how good it is, how it frees you. It, it, it makes you creative. And next thing you know, you've got a whole blown plan, you know? Because mm -hmm. um, I know when I moved to Raleigh, uh, I moved because the co our company kind of moved some of their operations. And so they gave me a team to lead. And I've never managed anybody. And they gave me 15 people. I'm like, you gotta be like, what the hell did I just signed up for? <laughs> it was so overwhelming. And then uh, my brother gave me actually this advice. And he just said, dude, can you just write everything down that you need to do? And I wrote everything down like in segments. And I'm like, oh, it's not so bad after all. Like it, it, it really helps you. And you see what happens. The reason you get so overwhelmed is because, you know, your brain is trying to make you survive. And so it puts you on that survival mode. And it's like, oh my God, it's easier to give up. Your brain is telling you it's easier to give up and move on so we can survive. But, you know, that's not you, obviously. <laughs> right? You don't just give up. Um, you know, you, you create and then you move on from there. Um, and so the question would, for some people might be, all right, how do I improve? Okay, I looked at my habits. Some of them are good, some of them are not. One amazing point that will, that will always work all across the world is uh, what in the book he called it, uh, getting 1% better, mm -hmm. which is the same as the compound effect. Um, you know, my, who was it? My, my mentor once took me to the finance museum in New York and they had this huge chart of that dated from, I don't know, 1900s or whatever, all the way to till that time, which was 2018, I believe. And it was a chart of the stock market. And he's like, look, no matter what happened in US history, the stock market is gonna keep going up, keep going up, keep going up no matter what. And so this is, similar with your habits. As you create little by little, you'll get better, you'll get better, you'll get better. 
I mean, it's not like you're going to go to the gym for one day. And next thing you know, you got those six packs. Like, if that happened to you, please let us know how you did it. But, you know, with everybody else, it's not going to happen. <laughs> you need to go to the gym, you know, for 30 days to actually feel something. And this is how it works with everything. You, you know, um, a, a big thing that, that I like to talk about is, you know, how I got started with gratitudes and all of the habits that I'm doing now. I want to tell you the current things that I'm doing, but I'd love to kind of go back so people can see it actually takes work, yeah. right? When you see all these successful people, you're like, oh my God, wow. You know, they came out of the oven, so successful, so beautiful. No, did not, right? When you start reading their biography, some of them were homeless. You know, some of them lost their whole family. Some of them went to depression. Some of them were suicidal. It's insane. They were broke once upon a time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And eventually they make it because they do the work and they pace themselves and they start somewhere. Mm-hmm. So when I wanted to like completely change a lot of things about my life, I started with one thing, one freaking thing. I know there's so many things around us, but you honestly don't follow the hype. Don't overwhelm yourself. Choose one freaking thing and do it for 30 days, right? Mm -hmm. Do it for 30 days. And so the way this started for me was I was so stressed out at work. And I, I, I messaged this lady who's amazing. Her name is Mercedes and she's all about manifestation. And I tell her, Mercedes, I am this job. I am going nuts. Like, how can I change this job? And she goes, oh, you want to change your job? I said, yes. Oh, okay. I want you to do a 30-day gratitude about your current job. I'm like, what? Lady, I just told you I want to change my job. What do you mean, dude? You know, 30-day gratitude about this job. She said, yeah. I'm like, okay, fine. Like, how do I do this? She said, start every sentence with, I am grateful for. I'm like, okay. And she said, I want you to do 24 items a day. I'm like, 24 items about a job that I hate? She's like, yeah. <laughs> like, what? She said, trust me, do it. So she said, no matter how big it is, how small it is, it doesn't matter. Just write it down. So I was writing about, I'm so grateful for the water the company provides. I'm so grateful my, my boss gave me a fist bump today. Like, it doesn't matter. I wrote it down. <laughs> you know, like, I wrote it down. I didn't care. And so here's the, here's the success story. After 30 days, I swear to God, I'm not lying. 90% of my stress level went away. 90%. And I'm like, whoa what the hell happened here? Like the organization split and half of us kind of like went different ways. And my stress went away with that other half, which is insane. So I paced myself with one habit. I got confident at it. I saw results from it. And when you see result from the one thing you do, it motivates you for the next one. It's time to now let's add another one, right? It started with, with, um, gratitudes and then it moved on to like reading more often oh by the way i'm doing this is already i think my 10th month of doing gratitudes because i felt like it worked when you see a habit working for you you become more attracted to doing more of it right um and the second one was 
uh, I started reading a lot of books, right? Straight. And then I jumped into celery. I am in my 103 days of drinking celery. And then I moved on to doing book clubs. I'm running like two different book clubs right now. And so like, if you are to meet me today and I'm like, yeah, I do vision board workshops. I do gratitudes. I do, you know, um, celery juice, book clubs and all this stuff. You're like, oh my God, you do it so much. Yeah, it started with one thing, gratitudes. I mean, gratitudes has a definition on its own, right? It's huge. But the point here is start with one habit. And this is what I mean by the camp, 1% better. I took it one day at a time, one day at a time, one day at a time, and it expanded. It expands you. It really, really does. And sometimes when we start a habit, we get frustrated because we're not seeing results. We get so frustrated. Come on, man. I've lifted for two seconds. Nothing. <laughs> right? But when you focus on frustration, that's when you stop. That's when you stop. There's a really, really, really cool example in the book that he talked about, which is, um, I think they took an ice cube and they put it in a room and then they started to increase the temperature and you stare at that ice cube, nothing is happening to that ice cube. It's still frozen. And then the minute it hits a certain degree, I think it was 32 degrees or something like that. So from 31 to 32, boom, it starts to melt. And you're like, how the hell did that happen? Well, what happened there? The effort inside the ice was happening. You just can't see it, but it was happening. And then the minute it hit its max, boom, then it started to show an effect. Here's another example for you, water. Water boils at 212 degrees. Now you turn it, you turn the heat under water, nothing happens to the water, nothing, nothing, nothing. And then boom, at 212, it freaking boils. What happened? There was something happening within. That's you right there. When you go to the gym, when you start a diet or a new job or whatever it is, and you're like, nothing is happening. I want you to take that example we just discussed to help you have patience. Because even though you don't see the change yet, some shit is going on in there. Your cells are busy. <laughs> Your cells are passing messages. They're working overtime. <laughs> you know, like they're, they're doing crazy shifts to help you. And so, you, you know, you've got to be patient with that. I want to throw that back at Kayla. If there was a scenario for her where this happened, where, you know, we all feel frustration during some habits but we stay patient. Like, was there a time for you where you be began a habit and then it eventually like opened up for you? Um, um, this is probably like the easiest example, but something that's been like really present in my life. But I, before I want to give this example, I just want to add something like what's I was talking about, like the compound effect, um, Darren Hardy writes that book or whatever, but he's so right. Like your first, like week your first month you may not see anything but behind the scenes like what you can't see stuff is still happening still working itself out and it's still you know um contributing to the direction that you're heading you just can't see mm -hmm. it but if you stay consistent on it and you keep going you keep going you keep going it doesn't matter how long it takes you it just matters that you know you're consistent with it and that you keep going because that compound effect is going to kick in and then you're going to see that major result. You're going to be like, whoa, how this happened so fast. It didn't happen so fast. It happened because you were consistent from day one. Um, 
yeah, something that, you know, the compound effect really played a role in my life was when I was competing in fitness, like I would work for weeks and weeks and weeks in my prep and see nothing. I would go to my coach and be like, Hey, we need to change something. Like we need to either change my diet or we need to change my training program. Like none of this is working. And then like by week 10, uh, week 11, that's when, you know, changes started to really happen. When I started to really see the changes in my body. And of course my energy levels were a little bit lower because I wasn't eating as much food, but the changes in my body for, you know, coming up to that competition um, that I was going to do, that's when I started to see it. And I was like, holy crap, like this was so fast, but it wasn't so fast. It was just like those weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks that I grinded before that happened. So that's my example. And I know fitness is an easy example, but that's an example that played a huge role in my life. Your abs came out and like, you almost gave up on us, didn't you? (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's honestly, that's how it is. Be patient and, and do it. And, and you, you might say, all right, how do I become patient? Right. Well, there's, there's definitely a way to become patient. One thing that's, that's so freaking awesome that I, that made me become patient is one, the example we just used, having the belief that the work is happening. I just, I just need to hold on, mm-hmm. right? That's one. And, and, and two, it's, it's almost like if I'm going to walk from here to like the end of my room, like, I'm not going to just do this and I'm there. Even if I do this and get there, it still takes some time, right? Everything is going to take time, period. Like, like believe in that concept. That's going to happen, right? Um, but also, a beautiful thing that, that touched me a lot from various books is, like, be, get in love. Where is it? Become in love with the process. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It's like we, we get so obsessed with, ah. Oh, you know, we see the abs. All right, I'm gonna continue to use abs because I want them. <laughs> but you know, like we imagine the outcome, we become so obsessed with the outcome, and then we don't get to enjoy the process. And that's that's when you get anxious, and that's when you quit. Yeah. Right. When we think, and this is like it varies across a lot of things. When you think about the future, the future, the future, you get so anxious. When you think about the past, regret, regret, regret and you're stuck, you're stuck over there, you're stuck over there, but you're not here. Like, what the hell? (laughs) You know, it's like, you're sitting with your girlfriend or boyfriend, you're texting, when you're not paying them attention, the frustration increases because you're not here. If you're here, things change. When you're looking at your routine right now and what you're doing and trying to enjoy it, now you're not gonna be thinking about time anymore. You're not in the future anymore. You know, you got to tell yourself, what time is it now? (laughs) The time is now. It's not like, you know, two hours later, right now. Mm -hmm. And when you're paying attention to now, then things change. You really get to start enjoying the process. You create beautiful intentions. Like you're enjoying yourself too. you're, You're also realizing the little details about yourself. You're getting to know you, like, even asking you ask yourself this question, how much time do I spend with me to get to know who I am? Because you're a weapon. Yeah. But yeah. when you concern yourself with the future and other people's business, then you are a, a locked weapon, basically. <laughs> you got a crazy password that you don't even know it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> of who you are. And so you might have another question. How do I be, how do I stay in the now? And there's another. Thing that I learned from another book called Segment Intending. 
And it's such a beautiful process, which says your day is divided into different segments. And, you know, like waking up, going to the bathroom, going to the gym, going to work, all of those are segments. So if you can stop and give an intention for that particular segment, then it brings your awareness to now. You're, you're, you're making like an intention. For example, you're about to walk with your son or your daughter or your mom and you just say, I have an intention to create a stronger bond with this individual. And when you say that, you might like become more conscious consciously, but you're also sending a signal to your subconscious mind and ordering it to be in the now to build that bond because your subconscious mind is neutral. It listens to you, whether you tell it something negative or positive, it's always like, oh, sure. It's like a waiter. The waiter is not gonna argue with you what you're ordering, <laughs> right? Like uh, chicken and rice, chicken, what is wrong with you? What, what about the beef? <laughs> you know, like it's not gonna happen. The waiter or waitress is gonna take your order. They're gonna go to the back and they're gonna bring it to you. And that's you when you're talking to your subconscious mind. Give it the order that you want. And another order that you that a lot of us give our subconscious mind is stay autopilot and not pay attention to anything and become a zombie. Mm -hmm. Like it listens to everything and it doesn't judge you. It just gives you what you ask for. And so your habit, the reason your subconscious mind listens to you, and this defines what a habit is, because you're telling it the same thing over and over and over and over. And after a while, your subconscious mind says, oh, this is what Sally really cares about. She looks at the mirror every day and says, oh, I hate my hair. I hate my hair. I hate my hair. And next thing you know, even if the world is telling you your hair is gorgeous, you don't agree because you believe it already mm -hmm. from the inside. And that has to be reprogrammed. Mm -hmm. And so the same amount of work you put to hate your hair, you have to put time to reverse that. And the good news is it's possible, right? It's possible to switch your habits. The same way you repeat it over and over and over about a certain thing, you can switch that. And also for your good habits, the reason they exist, because you kept telling yourself things over and over and over. You're watching this video, whoever you are, is because something attracted you to watch it, is because something attracted you to get a lesson, is because something attracted you to be surrounded by better people. Yeah, we are better people. <laughs> you know, so honestly, you have to stay open. And once you stay open, that's when your life can change. And there's a lot of cool concept to, you know, to help you do that. Um, awareness we talked about is so huge, you know, whether it's about your habits or about your environments or about your friends, like really bringing that into, into your hands and to start and say, whoa, what is serving me? Because like, think about it. I don't know if you have any of, of a friend right now who comes close to you. You just like, they've been your friend since high school. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they've been there and you're just like, you know, like I got used to this person, but their energy is like, oh, 
Mm-hmm. Like it sucks you ah. You know, it chokes you and you just don't know why. You know, maybe not to that severeness, but like every time they come and they're just like they don't really serve you, they don't have goals, they talk about people and blah blah. And it's just like it's energy draining, but you have them like because. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, we are locked at home. You don't have to talk or face that person anymore. <laughs> you know? Because like I said, if they're still your friend in social media, if you don't want to get rid of them, just stop visiting their profile, stop commenting on their stuff. Then Facebook is going to also understand that you don't care about them. Oh my God, I just realized that Facebook is just like your subconscious mind. <laughs> right? It understands what you care about and it gives you more of it. Holy crap. Like if you're checking out really ugly, negative videos on somebody you know wall you're gonna get more of that and life works the same way which is crazy so understand your environment you can absolutely use your environment this is part of like strengthening your habits you can absolutely use your environment to create something amazing so check out your environment does it look messy how does that make you feel right Is there like just too much things all over your room? Oh, how does that make you feel? I did something so courageous the other day and I've been wanting to do it for a very long time. My coach, she said, Saleh, it's time to go through your closet. And I'm like, no, I don't wanna throw anything out, please. But she gave me a really cool method that convinced me to do it. And she said, literally, take out your whole closet, little by little. And then every item that you bring out out of your closet, ask yourself, do I still love you? Like simply, it's weird, but we're weirdos, right? Do you still love me? And so you get that gut feeling, right? You get that gut feeling, whether you still want this or not. Here's the crazy part. I found a couple of shirts from high school in my closet and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing here, dude? bad so I literally cut my closet in half like the the things I threw out why and throw out I donated them because hey why not right bless them I thanked it I thanked every item that I took out said thank you for serving me and I left it aside fold it and then just gave it to um gave it to somewhere where they donate the clothes and everything and it was great now, my freaking closet is so light. It feels so awesome. And I want to throw a question at Kayla. Are you, are you a minimalist? Are you somewhere there? Do you do this kind of crazy stuff? <laughs> um, yeah, like I, okay, what you, what you touched on about um, people in your life, first of all, like that is so important. Like your network determines your net worth, right? And like who you're surrounding yourself with, if they have negative energy, if they, all they talk about is other people, like it's time for them to just go, go away. It's time for them to to leave your life because it's not going to serve you. You're going to keep seeing that. You're going to keep hearing that. You're just, it's going to keep in your, in your head and keep circling in your brain. And you, you, if you're trying to move forward and you're trying to work towards something, it's going to hold you there. It's going to keep you there and you're not going to move forward. So sometimes it is a hard thing to do, but Um, It's definitely necessary as you progress um, towards your goals and towards your dreams and stuff. But the whole clothing thing, that's funny you bring that up because I like last year, I moved so many times and 
you know, I got rid of so much stuff, but my life feels lighter that I got rid of so much stuff. Like, you know, yeah, it's easier to move with less stuff, but just like my, my whole life just feels like lighter. I feel like I can breathe because there's not so much weighing me down. There's not so much, um, you know, that I'm thinking about or that's, you know, taking up space, you know what I mean? So even if taking up space in your room, it still takes up space in your head as well. Absolutely. And it could be energy draining too. Like, can you imagine if you had a shirt like on a day where you failed a huge exam and then boom, that becomes the shirt that reminds you of that stupid exam. (laughs) You know what I mean? Every time you see it, you're like, fuck. (laughs) That's when I got a 55. (laughs) You know, so it's like energy draining. And so whatever is not serving you, see ya. You know, just just gonna have to be a little brutal about it I mean mm-hmm. because at the end of the day you're gonna you're gonna feel good that it's not in your sight mm-hmm. anymore um so in this in this atomic habit book they talk about I guess the habit loop right and we can you know we can both chime in and chime in about what what that even is I think we've been talking about it but kind of like whatever we've been mixing it up but the habit loop is you know it kind of comes in four levels and i have it written here and it comes with the there is four things that every basically every habit in your life if you track it you'll see these four things in it which is q right there's q there's craving there's response and there is reward the q right if we are to define it the q is the the first thing that triggers you right? The first thing that triggers you. So maybe, all right, we're, we're talking about fit, a lot about fitness here. So maybe you're walking in the street and you see um, planet fitness, the sign, boom, that's, that's, that's your cue, right? And then you got the second one, which is the craving. This is when you're like, oh, when you're thinking about it, oh, I should go in there. Oh, like you're thinking, you're, you're basically in fantasy land during craving, right? You're in fantasy land. We're trying to keep it on, you know, positive habits, but we'll use a negative habit as well. But yeah, you're, you're in fancy land of, oh, I should do this, right? And then you get to response and you're like, oh, like I only, I start working three hours. I'm gonna go work out. Response is you take an action, right? And then reward is basically the, the, the good feeling you feel, you know, you're so satisfied of kind of like the outcome or what is happening you know, there, right? So if we are to use a negative habit, right? You're walking by and then your, your, your cue might be a convenience store, right? Because you always go to that convenience store. And then you're like, oh, you know, what does convenience store sell? Cigarettes. Oh man, I don't have any more cigarettes, right? Now it's reminding you. Now you're craving a cigarette. Oh, it makes me feel so good. I hope I'm not making people like want to smoke right now because of the description. <laughs> okay, right? And then you take, you, you respond to it. You actually say, oh, I got, you know, I got $10. I'll go buy a pack of cigarettes. I don't know how much cigarettes are in your state, Kayla. But in New York City, when I left, it was like $14. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? That's like a subscription like package to something you know what i mean anyway that's like a gym membership <laughs> that you're throwing away to die you know but whatever um and then the reward is when you take those couple of puffs and then it kind of like 
temporarily give you what you want, that fix. But in the long run, we, we know what happens, unfortunately, right? Unfortunately. But those are the, 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 that's your habit right there. You track any habit, that's what happens. And so in the book, he says, use these four things to change your habits. Like, for example, the cue, he says, make your triggers obvious and make, if they're, if they're good, right? If they're good habits. And if they're bad habits, make it invisible, right? And then for the second thing, that the craving, make it attractive, right? Because you're fantasizing about it, make it attractive. And if it's a bad habit, make it unattractive. Mm -hmm. And then for the fourth, which is the response, right? Make it, e make it easy to get. And if it's a bad habit, make it difficult to get. And then for the fourth one, which is reward, make it satisfying. And if it's bad, make it unsatisfying, right? So for, you know, for the first cue, which is, you know, your triggers, you know, just to make it really easy on yourself. We talked about that to just, you know, make things easy on yourself, whether it's, you know, getting that scorecard and just learning about your habits, learning about yourself or changing your environment, right? When you make it obvious, for example, if, um, if you want to, what was the, what, that one example? Oh, if you want to learn guitar, what would help, what would make it obvious? You leave that guitar in the middle of your living room and it triggers you. You know, your brain, like I said before, has so many things that it's trying to compete with. But then visually, you know, you'll like visual things are so freaking impactful. They even made a study where they put water bottles all over this, I think, uh, hospital cafe. And because they put bottles all over, people like grab the water bottle just because it's right there. It's easy to get. It's like right there. And so the sales went up. I mean, there's a, it's a freaking art what, you know, supermarkets do with this, this tiny thing. They, everything in those supermarkets, when you go to Harris Theater or Walmart or like your local supermarket, they are strategically placed just for that reason. Why not do this with your habits? If you really want to go to the gym, hang your gym clothes right there. If you want to drink more water, have more water right there. Like for me, I have a habit tracker, which kind of comes later, but it's my cue. I have it on my wall. And when I look, it's like right there, my brain doesn't have to compete with anything. Boom, there's your reminder. And that's the reason why I also have my vision board up there too, is because it's my cue to do something. It's my cue to visualize, blah, blah, blah. So that was pretty cool. I really, really loved playing around with that particular one. Is there something you do, Kayla, when it comes to like putting triggers for yourself? Yeah, so definitely the vision board because, and like I, okay, I don't know if you guys can see this, but um, yeah, see all these papers, like that's yeah. my firewall, like mad scientist. That's, one side, that's one side of my wall, like I have everything right here as well, but I, um, I have to see it, I have to constantly be reminded, I don't want to, you know, waste my time thinking about other things, like every single thing that I want to accomplish in my life is on my wall, like from scheduling, from habits, yeah. to vision board is right here like calendar goals like everything is constantly on my walls I have it in my bathroom I have it on my fridge I have it in my kitchen <laughs> it's on repeat like it's everywhere it's everywhere it doesn't go yeah. away right because that's what that's what I want for my life and if you want something for your life too then 
you have to remind yourself about it. Like you, you don't want to like pull it yeah. out of your head and be like, oh, is that what I actually want? No, like I know that I want that, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's so beautiful and so that you have it everywhere. I'd love to take a tour of your apartment and just see the madness of it like all over. <laughs> but that's that's the whole point right there. You are constantly rewiring. This is real, people. What you expose yourself to is rewiring you. Yeah. The music you listen to. Check this out. When you listen to a sad song, mm-hmm. all the time you're sad. Yeah. What the fuck happened? Somebody give you a pill to be sad? No. I mean, it's possible, right? But no, right? That didn't happen. But those words, they triggered something inside, which tells us what we see, what we hear does something to us. And so what Kayla and a lot of successful people do is they just leave clues all over to where they want their mind is. Look, you have control to what you need to watch, what you need to hear. No one is forcing you and it might be hard to quit certain things, but start small. This is what it's all about. Tiny, tiny changes right? That build up to something awesome. Mm-hmm. And so the second thing he talks about here is make it attractive, right? What's, what, what, what's attractive to you is repeated. Like that, that's what gives us motivation because it's attractive. Like, oh, I can't wait. You know, if, if, if you have a really cool buddy that you go to the gym with and this person just makes you feel a certain way, you're just like, I can't wait. I want, I want to even go to the gym just because of that person. So what you, what you do more often, right? It raises your dopamine levels and you're like, I want more, please, right? Your dopamine minions inside are like shouting for you to give it, to give them more. And so follow that, make it more attractive. One really cool thing that I, that I have jotted down here is uh, he talks about a little thing called temptation bundling, which is, this is, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, brain hacking things that you need to do really a lot of brain hacking things you need to do so you can kind of fool those bad habits into changing their mind you're you're like constantly negotiating but 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 hear me out you know like hear me out let me let me show you you know what i mean like you're always negotiating so negotiate and so one thing that is mentioned is temptation bundling and what that is if you're already doing a really cool habit that you are that you're liking, then he says, take a habit that you need to do and possibly kind of put it at front, right? Or, or, or after or whatever, but kind of like combine them together. There's a really sick example that he mentioned in the book. And I'm like, oh my God. I think it was the example where he talked about NBC and NBC wanted people to watch their shows on Thursday night. I think it was Great Anatomy was the show. And so they, they created a freaking habit out of it for people. They gave them like, they made it so attractive. So I think the commercial went something like, it's Thursday night, grab your wine, grab your popcorn and come relax in your sofa and watch our show. They combined two things. They use the psychology against us. They know you wanna relax. And therefore they said, why don't you watch our show? Grab your wine and grab your popcorn. They turn people into alcoholics for a second. (laughs) But main point here is they were able to make it a habit out of people. And so when you create that, boom, 
there was another example about this uh, engineer who basically, uh, I think, plugged his Netflix into his workout machine. And as he works out, Netflix turns on. As he stops working out, his Netflix stops. Holy crap, he went, he went totally like 10, 10 more miles. But you get the point here. Use this to your advantage. Maybe doing the habit that you want, right? And then you, know, you have the cool habit already here, but make that habit right here a reward for the hard work you did here. And may, don't make it conflicting habits, right? It's like, go to the gym and my reward is a bowl of ice cream. Don't do that, please. Don't do that. But make them kind of like go together to a certain level. So I thought that was a really, really cool thing. Um, another thing that is talked about in this, you know, make it attractive is your culture. Holy crap. We talked about that too. Surround yourself with the people that are going to serve you. Surround yourself with the culture that aligns with your values. Otherwise, if you're in the environment you're in right now and everybody's smoking and they'll hate you for not smoking then it's like Ugh, you're not gonna quit so move out of that um, then moving on to <clears throat> when you respond right so you got the cue you got the trigger and then you got the craving and now how do you respond right he wants to make your response easy make it easy for yourself so like like we said before if you're trying to drink a lot of water then place water all over your house, like one in your room, one in your bathroom, one in your kitchen, and, and make it like easy, make it easy for yourself. Um, and, and, and boom, you can, you'll create the habit, I promise you. I don't know how you drink your water, Kayla, but I needed to fool my brain to drink more water because I tried the bottle. I noticed you had a bottle. Yeah. I tried yeah. the bottle and my brain is always like, oh, come on, man. Like I got to open the cap. <laughs> you know like i gotta open the cap and lift it and so like like i realized like i gave myself an awareness check and that's what was happening so instead i i had a bottle and i grabbed a cup right and i pour it in the cup and i left the cup right here and i work a lot from home so like while i'm in a meeting it's boom like it becomes so easy it's easier for me to grab the cup and take a sip basically then me opening and like drinking and it feels heavy in my hand and blah, blah, blah. Right. But like I was able to drink three bottles, like 30 ounces each in a matter of like two hours. And then I'm like, holy crap. Like I drank so much water, but it was because of brain hacking. Always look for how you can hack your brain and mess with it to your advantage, obviously. Like, don't put any wires or crazy stuff in there, but you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so I don't know, was, is there any, anything you want to add or if there's any like habit hacking, uh, brain hacking that you do? Um, something I just wanted to add because you honestly, that training was absolutely phenomenal first of all, but, um, something I just wanted to add was when you talked about the very beginning, how the first thing that you did was gratitude. That's amazing because that was one of the first things that I did was gratitude and affirmations. And when I wrote down that stuff. Um, it truly shifted the way that I looked at life and it truly shifted the way that I conducted things in my life. Like it just, it, it raised my awareness to a different level and saying to yourself, like, I am capable of this. I am worth it. I'm deserving. Like I say that all the time, every person that I talk to, you're always hearing me say, I'm worth it. I'm capable because 
for a moment, like in January, I never, I didn't think I was. And to say those words now, I'm like, heck yes, I'm worth it. And I feel it. There's a difference between just Absolutely. saying them and, and actually feeling it. Yes. Um, that is yes. the difference, right? When you can feel I'm worth it, like it's just so much more powerful. Um, so yeah, I wanted to add that in there because that's like, it's so important and it's overlooked. And some people think that, you know, gratitude, you know, it's, it's kind of like, woo, but I don't, I think that it's such a um, pivotal thing in people's lives and it really, oh, the, the, the way that they live. So honestly, this was an absolutely amazing training. Your energy is, like I said, contagious. Like you just, you drop so much to other people and just pour into them. Like my cup is so full right now. Just so grateful that I had you on the show. Um, we'll definitely have to do another one, but if people want to find you, if they want to follow your journey, where can they get in contact with you just to follow along with you? So, oh my God. So you can obviously friend me on Facebook, which is Zal.Yay, Z-A-L-Y-E-Y. It's not even my real name, but <laughs> that's where I am. I also have a group called uh, Vision Ninja. You can find me there or Instagram. Um, I'm also, where, where am I? what's my name on Instagram? vision board ninja you can also find that so i'm kind of like all over the place and connecting with people and being excited uh, right now i'm doing a 365 day project daily whiz drops you know it right <laughs> and kind of like the last thing that i really want to tell people is you just just pace yourself mm -hmm. one minute at a time one freaking minute at a time have awareness pace yourself Surround yourself by beautiful and awesome people, such as Kayla and myself, <laughs> right? And honestly, one thing at a time, one freaking thing at a time, especially with gratitude, it absolutely changed my mind. It's like when you're pissed off and you're about to destroy the world, then you go talk to that friend and release everything. That's gratitude. Because yeah. then you get to write what's wrong, mm -hmm. right? Gratitude is not just writing about oh, I'm so grateful for blah, blah. But it's also saying, I'm so grateful for the shitty things that are happening, but not for them specifically. I'm still at a grat grat gratitude state. So they teach you lessons. They teach you something. And they yeah. build. Mm -hmm. Honestly, just please take a chance on you. You were created with perfection, I would say. And you were gifted to be in this earth honor it and don't insult your creator <laughs> for creating you, you know, because you're amazing and you can do amazing things. Aww. Thank okay. you so much for having me here. Yeah, thank Absolutely. you for being here. And um, you guys, as always, we will see you in the next one. Um, make sure you reach out to Zal and just thank him for this because um, yeah, super, super grateful that he was able to pop on, but we'll see. Absolutely. You.